You're listening in the mix with Trent. Let's go right now. On the man. We got a big broadcast to do here. Listener discretion is advised. Fair warning. Um, I'm not nice and I don't seek to be respectable. I'm not asking y'all for anything because y'all can't and won't be both my savior and my oppressor. So I'm not here begging anything of soulless white folks and self-preserving black folks. So I'm gonna spend the next two minutes reading y'all for a filth, something I'm sure nobody has ever done. You know what time it is. It's time for In The Mix With Trent. A conversation you didn't know you needed from your Keep It Real friend. I know a lot of folks are uncomfortable talking about black, gay, male. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, what do you need to take out? Do you take out the man? Do you take out the gay? Do you take out the black? And now, the one, the only, Trent Jackson. Well, um, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse, I've been vomiting all morning, and that's why I know, right? <laughs> I mean, if this, if we're gonna start the show, I mean, we've got to go all the way in and do it right. So, yeah, here we are. Thank you for adjusting my levels, because you know I was looking like, what the fuck is going on? You are in the mix with Trent. Um, I'm back at work, and um, it's the season four premiere. Thank you. I had a very interesting summer. Absolutely. Let me just say this. Um, my nerves are really bad right now. Like, I've never done this before, right? I didn't need you agree to agree with that. Like, come on. We can hear the jitters in my voice. Like, I'm um, an old school girl at a prom date for the first time or something like that. I don't know what this is. So, let's just consider this a warm-up show. I've got more cameras than usual in my face because of another thing that I'm doing. <laughs> if I add one more thing to my plate, I swear I'm gonna like flip out. <laughs> Shout out to all the new listeners. I see you. Thanks for joining. Yeah! I mean, I can tell from the new listeners because <laughs> I can I can tell who's listening, right? <laughs> Not like you know who you are but where you're like listening from so over the weekend something very interesting happened that's never happened before we have a new microphone i don't like it <laughs> i thought it was the same one but it's the same stand and stuff but it's a new microphone can we take this thing off and see what happens i still don't like it oh that sounds a little bit better <laughs> so um you know what it is you don't have the other filter on tay i just <laughs> We're, it's our first day back at work. We have to fix this, okay? It sounds good everywhere else, but it doesn't sound good. So, I forgot what I was talking about that quick. Should we reset? So, I've been sick all morning. I've got the fucking nervous jitters. Um, Like, it's literally my first day back at work. But some, like I was saying, the billboards. Well, I didn't, I didn't say it yet. But that's what it was. Something interesting happened that never happened before. That's where I was. I'm so nervous. Can we give me some more drugs? <laughs> 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 
this is horrible for the people that are listening for the first time. Like this is this is crazy. I swear to God, I'm gonna make it up to you in like a, a second, in a second segment. Anyway, something um amazing happened. The billboards went up this weekend. Yeah! We've never advertised in such a way. It's and, and that's probably the one reason why I'm nervous because it's like all these people are listening from Atlanta and Texas where the billboards are doing the most. And it's like, how did you get it that quick? Because we only advertise for on demand for Spotify because on in the mixture trend is exclusively on Spotify now. Um, yeah! If you see it anywhere else, report it. It's not me. Because <laughs> I've already was like, no, take this shit down. So... The billboards are up. They're up in um, Baltimore, uh, Houston, Atlanta, um, Philadelphia, right outside the stadium there. Chicago did not approve my ads this morning for some reason. We'll talk to the marketing team about that. Brad and John or whatever the fuck their names are. Yes, it's the same white guys that came in last um, last season and they came and sat in and watched the show. Um, yeah, if you if you listen to On Demand, we got um, a little behind-the-scenes feature. You have to listen to the episode all the way through, though. I'll tell you what it is. So, yeah, they put up the billboards, and for some reason, Chicago didn't like it. Maybe it was the blunt and the lamb. I don't know. But it's picking up steam in the South. The um, L.A. billboards go up today. It's great. They're signaling me for a break. So let me just tell you what we're going to talk about on the show today. I don't even want to get into it, but I have notes there somewhere. So I had a death in my family. My uncle died um, on September 5th. Um, and, you know, it, people, they reacted to, you know, death really weird. I, I know I did. Um, so that was that. Um, we all know that I got dumped. <laughs> and for a white man. <laughs> I shouldn't have threw that in there. Maybe I've got some white people listening. But, I mean, it's a thing, okay? Because John left Bernie for a white woman, too. Um, People are just fake and miserable. They just want to drag, you know, all that. I need some more of that concoction. And maybe um, I'll get some nerve juice and get all of this out of the way because I'm a complete mess right now. I can't believe it. I was throwing up, and then um, it's so funny because I was telling this story to somebody last night about how years ago, I was at a Layla Hathaway birthday party, drunk out of my mind, and I walked into um, the bathroom, the men's restroom, and I had to vomit because I was, you know, couldn't handle it. So I tip into the bathroom, and then there's this celebrity guy musician that walks in right behind me, like right behind me, like on my heels, right? And I'm, I didn't think anything of it because I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's got to get drunk too because at this point, we're all young, can't, you know. So I walk into the bathroom, and he into the stall okay and he comes in full steam right behind me in the stall and i'm like what i didn't think anything of it because i knew that it wasn't sexual so he grabbed my hair and he pulled it to the side because my locks were long at this time so he pulled my hair oh trent jackson just got into the building i just noticed that so he um pulled my hair and had it to the side so i wouldn't get any vomit in my hair very romantic nothing else happened after that and i was so glad and upset at the same time because i'm like oh this fine ass man is touching me got my hair out the way and he had long locks too so you know maybe he knew long hair don't care so he you know got me so he because he's probably experienced it before something like that you know i haven't seen him since we used to follow each other on instagram and then something happened 
Oh, I know what's happened. He started fucking that celebrity shit. You're listening in the mix with Trent on on demand. Hi there. You're back in the mix with Trent. Thanks so much for listening. So. I haven't seen um, Omar or um, Tay. Well, I've seen Tay because we work together a lot. Um, but I haven't seen Omar. You know how those Virgos do in their season. <laughs> and the little nigga was on vacation. <laughs> and um, I've been hanging out with Malik because I've been going to a lot of social events and he just feels the need to shout on me all the time. Um, <laughs> Which I really appreciate because after the ordeal that I went through, he understands why I'm so um, paranoid. You know, when people are following you around in the cars and stuff and, you know, trying to see what you're doing and who you're hanging out with and who you're fucking in the middle of the goddamn night. When you ain't even a goddamn celebrity yet, it was all preparation. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have people that, you know, know the things that you've gone through and the work that you've done to get to where you are um, and stick around to make sure that you stay on track. Um, even though the last two weeks have been awfully fucking crazy and ridiculous. <laughs> and first of all, let me tell you, so me and Malik were hanging out the other night. And No, because he was picking me up from somewhere. <laughs> so, child, let me tell you. So he was like, yeah, I got to stop off somewhere. Come here with me real quick. And I'm like, where are, you, where are you taking me? So we're walking through this alley and it's literally like a steel black door where you like have a secret knock, you know, and then somebody slides that thing through the, you can see, see their eyes, right? It was one of those situations, like a real life one. And I'm like, where, oh, oh, someone turned my phones off, grab the phone. Um, so, <laughs> so he takes me down this alley and we're, you know, knocking. So we go and I'm like, looking at him, I'm like, where do you have me? He's like, shh. And I'm like, the fuck? And I'm like, well, he is the bodyguard. So like, why would he be leading me to danger? You know, for all I know. And we go off in like this back warehouse room and we walk through those like plastic, you know, things that are hanging, like just like in the movie, you know, and child, it's like eight niggas sitting around like a poker table. Child, it's a fake um, security guard conference that look more like a DL muscle club meeting than a social event um, for executive protection specialists. And I'm like, who are these big muscle yoked up? Um... Which one? The single. <laughs> he kicks me under the table when I ask that. Well, I texted it to him. So, um, I didn't know that there was like a secret like bodyguard club, you know, where all the um bodyguards like hang around. And then um, you know, they're sitting up talking and sharing stories about, you know, the celebrities they're, you know, protecting and whatnot and wild stories and Bitch, let me tell you, security guards and drivers, they have all the juice. <laughs> and I know firsthand because Malik, you know, he knows about some of my stuff too. And I was like, you know what? You need to stay out of my business. Let me just leave you out of my stuff because it's already enough that I'm a loud mouth on the radio, right? I had a full weekend. I don't even know what where to start with the stories because there's so many of them. I won't, I won't, I'm gonna save the breakup until later. Because I'm not at all mad about it at all. I'm not. Trust me, I'm fine. Because you know why? Because I've been... When you have boring sex with somebody, 
There were so many times it was like, ooh, I want to leave you because your sex is so boring. And so are you for that. For, but so am I too. But at least my sex is exciting. I had to go make a um a home remedy. My grandmother's old school remedy for vomiting and nausea since I didn't have a um one of those high power prescription pills. <laughs> if you've ever had surgery or anything like that or any major hospital stay when you've been vomiting, they will prescribe you something called Zofran. It is the best thing that you've ever had in your life. It's almost like popping a molly without the sweat because it stops all the sweating and all the vomiting and all the nausea. Because, you know, it's weird because, you know, I want to move, but I have to sit still because I'm animated when I talk. But if I move too much, it's like motion sickness. And I'm going to either have to take a deuce um, or vomit on myself simultaneously, maybe. I don't know. It's going to get really weird. Speaking of which, don't you hate when you get out of the shower and you've just lathered up and you're getting ready to lotion down and the, the deuce is calling and you've got to take a shit? Oh, it happened to me like four times this summer, most recently on Friday night. I mean, fresh down to the nines. Can I get one? I need some more. Fresh down to the nines, right? You know, soaps all up. Got my uh, designer soap on, smelling all good. Like I need to get eight or something like that. And then all of a sudden, mm, gotta take a shit. I was so mad, so mad. And Friday night, it's kind of foggy because I did a few things Friday night, and. I don't recall which order they came or which night they came. Like, it, you know, once you get old, like, it all becomes a blur, especially when you do drugs and it's a lot of other stuff going on. So. Stressed out. Got billboards in my face around town. Can't go to Target anymore. It's getting there. So I go out to this event Friday night, and it's with people that I know. Um, it's, you know, we've been celebrating Virgo season all month or whatever. Uh, so I'm out at this thing and I see this woman, right? And, you know, we have been friends. She just got downgraded to an associate. And she doesn't know it. That's the best part because sometimes you just have to um, cut these niggas out without notice, especially when y'all both know the kind of shit that y'all keep up. So she's one of these bitches that likes to go and pass information. She's a bone carrier, girl. And when you know a bitch is in the crew is a bone carrier, you have to give them fake information just to make them look crazier. Because this is the kind of bitch that likes to sit up and tell all your business while she's out having tea and crumpets with her girls and stuff. And she needs something to talk about because her life is so boring and miserable that she got to start other shit and everybody else's shit everywhere she motherfucking go. This kind of bitch, right? A charade type, type girl. Can't tell her anything. Or if you want some of your good news to be passed around, you tell her that. So I've been feeding this girl like bogus information, right? And she's been going around spreading it because it's been coming back to me. So the more she spreads it and the more she talks, the more information I give her just to fuck her up even more because it's bitches like this. See, she was overly involved in my relationship way too much because she wanted to play Instagram detective and put two and two together one day, right? So anyway, Friday night, I ran into her and I looked at her dead in her face and I thought before I even spoke and said, oh, hey, girl, I said, you fake ass, dirty, two faced, low down, fat, pussy, nasty bitch. <laughs> Fuck her. And I don't get it because when you have a child, you should not be out here in the streets involving yourself in other people's business and talking about people because all this going to do is come back on your kids. And it's going to all basically come back in your lap and you're going to have to deal with all the shit that you've done one way or another.
Thank you. Pass it over here, please. So bless her. But in the meantime, I'm going to have, you know, fun. Because, bitch, if you're going to play me, girl, you're going to play yourself. Can, I, can you not do that? I'm, I'm not signing that right now. Bigger and I'm faster. Always beat you. Thanks for keeping me on track, Tay. So I ran into her at this party on Friday night, and I was like, look at this bitch. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to fucking call her sister, because she's married. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to call her sister-in-law and gossip about her, because, bitch, you want to be two-faced, bitch. I can be two-faced, too, but except for when you out here telling lies and bullshit, I'm out here telling the truth about how you whack. You see, it's a motherfucking difference. It's not gossip. It's me telling the truth about your motherfucking ass. And that's the reason why she was avoiding me and being all fake. Oh, hey, girl. Oh, hey. And I haven't even told her sister-in-law all the fuck shit she pulled because see the sister-in-law don't really fuck with her like that. And the sister-in-law, every time she see her, she has to refrain from socking this bitch dead off in her throat because she talked too much. <laughs> and I understand why. But see, this is what I like about being me. People root for me and they go hard for me and they want me to win because you know why? They know that people go out of their way to fuck with me. <laughs> and because of that, People will automatically fight and do things on my behalf so I don't even have to. Because, see, if I go back and tell this girl exactly what she did to me over the weekend, this is going to be an instance for her to fuck over her. Because, see, me and this girl, we have a good rapport, bitch. We go out for breakfast, child. Don't nobody know that we're friends. We don't post pictures on the Internet. And these are the best type of relationships because, bitch, you don't even know who's going to strike who or nothing. None of that. <laughs> I got people out here working for me, Miss Girl. <laughs> And, the, and the, see, the way I know I could trust her is because she ain't even threw you all the way under the bus the way that I know that she can. Because see, a sister-in-law and a family member, they know you different like other people don't. But she likes to share and confirm information that I already know. Child, the celebrity world is such a mess. Let me get the fuck up out of here and go smoke a blunt and pull my life together. Back in a second. You're listening in the mix with Trish. Let's go! Right now! On demand! You are back in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Um, so what do I talk about next? <laughs> mm, I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> so I was at this party on Saturday. Well, it was an all-day party. Shout out to Brittany and the national holiday. Yeah! We um, partied all day. You know, there's this restaurant in Perch. It opened up a you know a few years ago. In my mind, it's still fairly new because I hadn't been before. Um, and from, I think when it opened, I was living in D.C. Speaking of which, I went there this summer. It was a great time. Great, great time. I'll talk about. Remind me to talk about D.C. When I tell you that I went there and got my fucking groove back like Stella and that Jamaican man. Oh, I mean, I fucked everybody. So okay, let me just put it out there. I mean. You know, let's just talk about it now, okay? <laughs> I was out on my hotel cabana smoking marijuana. I won't say which one. Because number one, it's, it's legal in D.C. And when you stay at a hotel where black people are working the counter, you can, you know, get special permissions, especially when you show your California ID. 
and they know that you're a continental person, that you come there acting like California. Plus, I was acting like I lived there. So anyway, get into it. I'm out on the cabana smoking weed or whatever, doing my thing. Two in the morning. It's drizzling outside, you know, humid. I'm just glad to be there back in the city. And, you know, where I grew up, the city where I grew up made me a man. I got fucked in the ass for the first time, you know, the whole nine. Crazy, right? Sitting out there smoking weed, and then this big, tall um, Korean. <laughs> I've never seen a tall Korean before. He was about, not even about, let me tell you. Let me run down his stats to you. This microphone, oh, it's the stand. Okay, I, I got it now. Tang, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> so... Let me set let me set this scene for you. He's 6'3, 245 pounds. Solid, right? All all Asian. So I was like, who is this big Asian motherfucker looking like a sumo walking up? And I was like, let me put my reefer out because you never know who's gonna um try to carry you in the middle of the night, even though you said it was, you know, even though you got the all the okay. You never know who's gonna try it. Look, I still recognize my privilege, but I also recognize that I am black in a white neighborhood. I'm in the middle of Foggy Bottom, of all places, my favorite part of town in D.C. It's right there by the Kennedy Center. It sits right on the Potomac, you know, right there by Watergate where Monica Lewinsky lived. <laughs> Have you guys been watching Impeachment on FX Tuesday nights? So before I could put the reefer out, he's like, oh, is that weed? Can you, can you tell me where I can buy some? And I'm like... Just cause I'm black I know where the weed is at Me talking shit He's like no Because you're smoking it Check my ass real quick Okay little Bruce Lee So uh, <laughs> Little Miyagi <laughs> So Anyway he's um, You know asking me Where he could score weed At a 2 in the morning I'm like look I can give you a blunt Like no problem Like I'm not gonna charge you for it So I go upstairs I get the blunt Um and he was like, oh, we're not going to smoke? And I'm like, oh, you want to smoke? So I rolled it up real quick. We start talking. He's telling me that, you know, he's in town, you know, waiting until his apartment gets done. He just moved there. He was, you know, doing a job interview, whatever, whatever, blasey, blasey. Coming to find out he's from California. I'm from California. We're smoking more. And, you know, the more I smoke, the more I talk, you know. Then I go into radio mode. So, I'm, you know, of course, he asked me, what do I do? I tell him I'm on vacation from, you know, work or whatever. So we're exchanging all these stories. And. And then it comes out of my mouth. I say, yeah, you know, because, you know, when you're gay and da 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 da. So, and I'm just, it kind of just slipped out. And then he says, yeah, I kind of get that. I understand that exactly. So I'm looking like, oh. And then he goes, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I consider myself bisexual, but I'm like, oh, okay. Don't think anything of it. So then he's like, oh, what room are you staying in? I was like, you don't need to know all that, Mr. Miyagi. I was like, let me just give you my number, and if you want to smoke tomorrow, I will, you know, work with my dealer, and we can make a do a transaction or whatever. And then he was like, well, I can just give you the money if you're gonna, you know. So anyway, we worked it out. Great. The next day, Miyagi calls me. He's like, did you get the weed? I'm like, Miyagi, if you want to have a wake and bake, come down to the room. I'm in five twelve. We can roll up, wake and bake, whatever. Great. He comes down, he knocks on the door. I, I look decent, you know, I have the weed like off on the counter or whatever. So I'm rolling it up. So then he was like, yeah, we had a great conversation. I was like, I'm like yeah, we did. I'm like, why don't you have a seat on the bench, Miyagi? What the fuck are you standing up for? He's towering over me like this big, tall sumo. Like I couldn't take it, right? So he doesn't sit down. Miyagi pushes me against the wall and sticks his Asian tongue in my mouth. And I kissed him back because I liked it. 
It's been a long time since, but I felt like such a slut because my ex-boyfriend had just come the day before and slutted me out. Like, soon as, like, I don't know what it was. It had to be something in the hotel room. Niggas just walking and slamming you against the wall. <laughs> tonguing it all down. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But I like it. Because for a whole year and a half, I've been waiting for something like this to happen. And motherfuckers just don't take that big, long dick. Don't know. Anyway, so Miyagi's tonguing me down and then kissing me all on my neck. And I'm like, Miyagi, what are you doing? What are you? I thought we were just friends. And he was like, you turned me on last night. I had to have you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, then I'm like, I go with it. Because I'm like, sure. Like, this is great. But like, stop. Do you have COVID? Because this is the question that we have to ask now. That's the first question we ask him before we ask him if he got anything else. I was like, Miyagi, I need your social security number to make sure you don't have anything. Just in case something comes up. Like, I need to know where to come looking for your motherfucking ass. Because I pride myself on having a tight butthole that is just STD free. Free of critters, okay? And I don't need you fucking that up because I wanted to have a fucking bowl of chow mein on for breakfast. <laughs> so he's laughing and he stops he was like you want my id is that good enough i was like yeah queen latifah set it off style show me the id i got i know where to find you so miyagi goes down and starts sucking my oh i was like what is going on uh, but i like it asian man secret asian man i did not know what was happening i did not have time to think but whatever it was, I liked it, and I let him go for it. And do you not listen? Miyagi had a nice body. Tattooed, like tribal tattoos and everything, right? I was like, this is so fascinating. I've always wanted to have sex with an Asian. It's a mess. Was not expecting it to happen. And one would think, because see, if this was a black guy built like this, you would have thought that there would have been like a long elephant trunk hanging from the front. literally the smallest dick I've ever seen in my life but in times like this you don't judge anyone you just go for it so there was a quick 69 action but it immediately turned into something else and I, what I'll tell you is I did I have sex with him with the blinds open somebody could have been filming me well look it's, it's out in the air now so whatever yeah, Miyagi, his butthole was real tight. Great time. He even came back for seconds later. <sighs> Maybe I should text him right now. I was just thinking about you. How are you? And then I had the nerve to go on a date with my ex the next night. I didn't have sex again. It was just an oral transaction real quick. Look, don't judge me. Motherfuckers is out here busting it down. We've been locked up in the house for far, way too long. And in relationships where no sex is had at all, or when you finally do have sex and bust it down, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You don't even want to take direction to a mother. But you know what? This leads me to a break. You're in the mix for Trent. It's the season four premiere. Thanks so much for listening. On demand and on Spotify. Back in a second. You're listening in the mix with Trent. Let's go right, right, right now. On demand.
that's not good. Anyway, <laughs> you're back in the mixture trend. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah! What was I talking about? Oh, Miyagi. Mm. I got an incoming message saying that um, it was a great story about Miyagi, but they had to put the air, the um, earphones on because their parents were in the car. Maybe I should put that on the billboards to um, parental discretion. <laughs> like, it's a mess. Um, but I had a great time in D.C. Um, I was there for the primary reason, um, for two reasons, but um, the primary reason is one of my really... It was a special occasion, okay? Let's just leave it at that. I will talk about that um, after mid-October. For specific reasons. But it was a great time. Um, and in the process, if I could, you know, get um, my my now ex out of my system, then this was the way to do it. And let me tell you, it was flushed completely out. <laughs> like a complete separation. And, you know, in, in hindsight, I don't know if that was the necessary thing to do, but maybe it was because, you know, you know, if you're in a situation and you know it's not going anywhere, like how much more time do you invest before you like pull the plug? I mean, we're not leaving this on life support for 39 years. I mean, this is just absolutely... Did you guys hear about that this summer? There was a story about an, a former athlete. Freak accident, I don't know. Anyway, the wife left him in comatose for 39 years. Since 1982, the, the, the year that I was fucking born. Like, it's not funny, but like, what? Who? This motherfucker is psychotic. Coming, come, after year five, you're not waking up. Six months, come on. Ten years, like, come on, girl. Hell of an insurance, right? She had that original policy that they didn't, they just insured stupid bonus amounts because the shit that they wrote up in policies back in 82, they didn't think they was going to come to fruition, child, and they had to pay it out, girl. Mm, to be an, ori- an original. DC was a fun time. I, I miss it so much and greatly and dearly. Um, I'm not going to bother Miyagi. <laughs> but I had lunch with, um, yeah, it was a good time. It's, it's the place where I grew up. It's the place where I really affirmed myself and became myself. So it's always a good time when I go back. Um, and I think everybody should have a place like that, whether it be local or wherever. Make it make a place where you have home. Like, cheers. You know, they everybody's glad you came. They all know your name. That sort of thing. You know what I'm trying to say. The weed got me messed up. Take another sip of this little potion. But yeah, I had a pretty great summer. And for the events that happened, you know, I usually, I talk about, I've talked about how I usually get depressed in the summer um, behind so many things. Seasonal depression. Um, That did not happen this year. And now I know what to do. You know, to work through it. And number one is just to stay busy. That's number one. But also to do things that serve you, that make you feel good. And think about yourself for once. And so many times we sacrifice ourselves and put ourselves on the line for other people, our parents, you know, children, friends, even relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends. And we are always sometimes left holding the short end of the stick. So you have to either put the stick in the ground, put a stick in it, right? Stake it in the dirt 
or give the stick back or discard it. Anyway, drop the stick. Don't hose it no more and do something that benefits you is all I'm saying. And I had a summer of doing that, putting me first, flying all over, enjoying the luxuries that I have worked hard for. And I took a break so much so that the people that um, work in the studio were like, well, is this motherfucker really coming back or what? Because yeah i was supposed to do a couple of pre-shows and there were things but i was like no shut the studio down y'all pay y'all everybody stay at home everybody just figure it out omar was the only one that took the opportunity and ran (laughs) but you know we get so engulfed in work and we become our jobs so much of the time that we forget to live out our own dreams and not only that take time for us fortunately for me my job is me living out my dream right but for everybody else that's attached to it, you guys don't have. I'm saying this on air to the people that have jobs or whatever. It's to my employees that here. I know that you guys love your jobs and I appreciate that. I'm glad that you think of me as a perfect boss and that we have a good time and we can all get this together. But it's fine for me to throw myself and immerse myself into this because this is my job. I have to work hard and I have to be honest and I have to say things that make people think I have to entertain. That's my job to do that. I have to immerse myself in this. Because if it's one of those things, if I don't, who will? And it's great that I have people that feel the same passion as I do. But there's a time that we all have to take a break to not only take time for ourselves, but to recharge and to enjoy the fruits of our labor, the things that we've worked very hard for. And to the people that are in jobs that you absolutely hate and you're listening to me at work your last hour or whatever trying to escape from the situation you can do that just make up your mind and do that every time i didn't want a job anymore i made up my mind i remember specifically when i was even in my 20s when i said i was i was working in the mall and working in retail and there's nothing wrong with that but i knew that i didn't want to do that anymore so what did i say I said, you know what? I don't want to work in retail anymore. I can't work in retail anymore. I refuse to do it. I can't do a job like this anymore. And I haven't since. So it all, it really is about, and this is with anything that you want to do. It's about making up your mind and deciding, yes, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. This is how it's going to happen. You are in control of that. And it's up to you to do it. Because I'll tell you, I've sat at so many dead end jobs my personal friends and you'll hear the stories one day because I always knew that I would work up to exactly what I'm doing right now take a break recharge and don't get caught up in somebody else's situation so much that you forget your own including you Tay I still ain't heard no rap album from you yet (laughs) and you got free reign to use the studio whenever you want to anyway that's your business you're in the mix with Trent. Thanks so much for listening. Back in a second. You're listening in the mix with Trent on on demand. You are back in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening to the season four premiere live streaming on BKT Radio and exclusively on demand on my website. <laughs> And Spotify, so that's amazing. It's even better. Here's the thing. You know, I like that people... Let it go. Thank you. 
I like that people um, subscribe. You know, I love it. I love the subscriptions. But I don't understand why people just don't listen live for free every day. Come on, as much as y'all don't like Pam, but it's as nosy as people are. In the so wait, what was I going to talk about? The show is not over. Just because we hear this music, we haven't reformatted it for the um the long format. Oh, um, I don't know if I should announce this now or not because I feel like I don't want to have commitment issues, but I didn't tell anybody this, but the show goes for two hours now from 12 to 2. Yeah! 3 to 5 East Coast time. So your last two hours of work into your drive home, etc., Take me right from your phone, live, right to your car. Come on. We, look, this is just how it goes. <laughs> Shout out to John Covington listening to at, in Atlanta. Go ahead and drive down the highway and look for my billboard. <laughs> I have a um, billboard right out of the Georgia University um, Stadium right there off the highway. So at some point throughout the day, my, my fucking face and my logo and the ad for this show um, flashes on this billboard. Yeah! Has anyone, has Brad and Chad um, told us about the L.A. billboards yet? Are they up and running? Because I want to troll people on the way home. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Like, I told them specifically I want them in neighborhoods where I know people. So when they're driving or walking about, they could just see my shit flash up. Oh, all the, ha- oh, absolutely. It's the only way to get back at people. Could, could you imagine, you know, hating me? infinitely or for whatever fucking reason you dumped me and left me for a white man now you feel bad because you fucking let some man get in your ear and tell you some fucking bullshit about me and now you're looking over there sad and dumb like a tony braxton love song anyway i don't have time for it wouldn't you just hate that to just walk out of the house and then just see me like grinning with holding my lamb and a microphone talking about in the mix with trent that's the ultimate fucking get back kiss my ass and you just wait until they fucking approve all these tv episodes that are held up online in a situation somewhere waiting for somebody to press a green fucking button y'all holding up my fucking income stream over here can't go on like this you're holding my material hostage but cool could you imagine just being mad at me because you dumped me and made a dumb decision and you walk out the damn house and you see me just and then make sure train a conversation you didn't know you needed They're sweeping the nation. They're everywhere. <laughs> so I was out with one of my celebrity actress homegirls over the weekend. And we were at a, like an exclusive party. And what I love about exclusive places is, you know, when they're industry related. So this was obviously an industry spot. It was near the Beverly Center. We get out of the fucking Uber, um, we, which is totally a bad idea. Well, it was a good and it was a bad idea because the parking over there is crazy and we anticipated on getting drunk and just being sloppy wasted for our homegirl's birthday all night. That didn't happen for me because we were drunk at brunch. That's what I was talking about earlier before I switched up. Oh, yes, it all came back to me now. So there's this wonderful restaurant in Los Angeles, downtown L.A. called Perch. I had never been there before, but it's an L.A. hotspot. If you're ever in L.A., you should go. It's downtown. It's on like between the 13th and the 16th floor. It takes up three floors restaurant it's great oh the burger that i had there was exquisite and you know i'm a fake vegetarian or fake vegan so i don't eat meat a whole whole lot but when i do it goes all in my mouth so (laughs) so 
we were there in the day brunching i was completely wasted the drinks were like exquisite i had never had anything like it literally spent like 200 dollars on like a hamburger and some drinks like don't i mean i was hanging out with all the celebrity actors that day i mean this is what we do no big deal i had the money great and it's like i'm not bragging about it but i've worked very hard to do that and when you're in that kind of circle this is what kind of stuff happens so just relax so this is why i don't like throwing out numbers I mean, but the people that listen to my show, they're of a certain audience, so they, they get it. They get a good time. We get an experience. So, yes, an experience costs 250 You have a hamburger and, like, eight margaritas. You try not to throw up. You take some good pictures. You're looking at the downtown skyline. It costs money for that. Great. This is how much it costs in any city. If you go to that fucking tower in Atlanta, the hotel that spins around, gets you dizzy while you're drunk and all that, you ask somebody how much they pay leaving that place after a nice steak and a, some champagne and drinks. Right, so just relax. So we're there, we're eating, it's a great time, we're wasted. And then we decide, me and my celebrity actress girlfriend, we decide to go home and take a nap. I kind of take a nap, but not really. I felt like I was champagne drunk, but I had no champagne. Like It was really weird. So I sleep it off, I take up Excedrin, I wake up, you know, we put our outfits on. The Uber pulls up, and it's a fucking Prius. I'm annoyed. I'll get over that later. I just fucking hate Priuses. So when we get to the place, there's a line like wrapped damn near around the corner. And I'm like, aren't we in the middle of a pandemic? Like, isn't Delta surging? What are these people doing in the damn line? Not six feet apart. This is a mess waiting to happen, right? And then I'm I'm like to myself, I'm like, okay, after I do this with all these fucking people, I can't go anywhere for a whole fucking week in quarantine to make sure I don't have the sauce. (sighs) Fuck. I mean, it's crazy that we have to plan our vac- like our social events two weeks apart now. If you're responsible, right? Because everybody's not. <laughs> so there's a line, and I'm like, girl, I don't do lines. If this is a line, honey, I'm not Trent Jackson all the way like that yet. So I can't just be like, you know who I am? No, and let me in. No, I can't be pulling all that. No, you know. So <laughs> somebody else, like, hmm. So we gave a name at the door. They let us write in. It was beautiful. I loved it. I was like, okay, now this is a part of the VIP effect that I love. We can get with this. Like, so we whisk off and then we go to the elevators. People everywhere. It's thumping and pumping. It's great. We sit down. We have drinks. It's all fantastic. And then halfway through it, I get bored. And I'm like, I've got to go. So my phone dies during all this. So one of my homegirls... I say, call an Uber for me so I can, you know, get out of here. I've got to go because I'm turning into a pumpkin. It's after midnight. <laughs> and besides, I've got a new, you know, rendezvous. I'm trying to, I've got a new situation. I'm dating like three, four people right now. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere because I all had dates lined up Saturday after this and I missed all of them. I'll tell you how. So the Uber is like pulling up in three minutes. So I decide to go downstairs, right? Bad idea. Because the Uber never showed up and I knew that I was standing there longer than three minutes. So I go back upstairs and I'm like, fuck, I hope they remember me and let me back up, which she does. So I go back up and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, what happened to the Uber? So she looks at her phone. It's a whole new car. Whole new car. So it's like leaving in one minute. By the time I run down four flights of stairs to get back to the, of course he's going to be gone. So I, he sits there and then guess what? The fucking Uber goes up from $20 to $47. And I'm like, ah. 
I can sit here for another 20 minutes and just be bored out of my mind. But I don't want to be that person just sitting over here in the corner, not saying anything and not drinking because it's like mm, I've had an, my social battery is done for the day. I've been drinking. I've been smoking. I haven't had adequate you know, sleep. I'm running off of pills. I've got to go to work on Monday. I've got all this stuff. Then I, I want to go out with this guy later on. He's big. He's tall. He's my type. He's an African. Like, I love it. Like, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Very remnant of the Nigerian drug lord that felt me up um, from the season three premiere episode. Go back and listen to it. That's a whole story. <laughs> so I sit there and wait. I go back down, come back up. And then again, when I come back, there's a new um, celebrity actor in the building. And I'm like, oh, hey, from earlier. Oh, hey. So we're sitting around. Great. I end up closing out the party. So me and the original celebrity actress homegirl that rode to the first party together, we're riding back because we literally live in the same neighborhood. So we leave the party. The Uber is like $75. And she's like, oh, well, if we do this one, it's like 50. And I'm like, okay, great. So we sat there and we waited for like 10 minutes. 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes. 20 minutes turns into 40 minutes. 40 minutes turns into an hour and a half. It is now three o'clock in the morning and Uber is just now pulling up. Why did it take that long? Oh, because we're in a hot spot. We're between like West Hollywood and Beverly Hills and everyone in LA is out apparently and everybody needs a fucking Uber at the same goddamn time. And now I'm irritated because I could have fucking been home and sleep or on my date with my African tongue kissing a new guy <laughs> trying not to catch mono and fucking chlamydia and COVID at the same time. It's just too much to handle, too hot to handle, too cold to hold, right? Too much. All while my ex-boyfriend, who just dumped me for whomever or whatever, <laughs> is sending me these telepathic vibes. And I'm like, bro, it's over. Like, calm down and fucking relax. <laughs> so while trying not to be mad at my celebrity actress homegirl and out my angst and frustration on her, I'm like, fuck, I could have been home already. Like, why is this fucking happening to me? Why am I stuck in this goddamn borderline West Hollywood Beverly Hills hell? <laughs> At three in the morning without a coat and this Canadian tuxedo and this ankle boot with no, a dead phone. I could have called any one of the boys and had us come pick us up by now. I'm like, why haven't we called somebody yet? Like, why? Am, like, you are a celebrity. Call somebody, girl. Call anybody. If my, like, I don't know the numbers by heart. Like, if I would have known any of the numbers by heart, I would have been have made a call and come and pick us up. Because I don't have time for this. Child was two steps away from hitchhiking. The Uber comes at $75. I need to cash out her right now and just, I forgot because I was just so annoyed and so snappy. And all I wanted at that point was a burrito and a blunt. And I don't even know what happened because I went home and it's all a blur after that. All I know is I was stuck in hell on a corner. 8,500 Melrose girl stuck out there for a damn hour and a half waiting on the fucking Calvary to come like bitch girl you're listening in the mix with Trent on on demand was Omar able anyway sorry you're back in the mix with Trent Um, but the question remains was Omar able to get Brad and Chad on the phone because I need to know um, where these billboards I need to know what's going on with Chicago why did Chicago reject my fucking ads you know, the cities approve these things, right? Because what I um, found out, anyway, it's a, it's a whole process, but we were here to talk about something else. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's not COVID. <laughs> Let me just preface this with this. <laughs> 
very fancy. Um, this is the first, only, and last time that I'm going to talk about this in specifics. Um, and let the cards fall while they may. Here's the thing. And this is, you know, this is specific to my breakup. And this is how I want to look at things. And this is how I think that we all should look at things objectively when we date people. Um, and it does not go the way that we think that it should go. That's the problem. The way we think it should go, right? So, you know, black men already have a hard enough time expressing themselves in any facet, let alone... Um, having a comfortable place to talk about their sexuality and it's so funny that we talked about this at the bar last night when i was drinking when i was summoned out and the bartender concurred with me that most women should accept that they have had sex with a either gay or bisexual man at some point whether they knew it or not um so you've already engaged and you just did not know so what's the difference in knowing number one anyway i say all that to say back to my point black men really don't have a safe space so someone who's already struggling and dealing with their sexuality has that safe space violated in whatever way um it's over and there's nothing that you can do to make a person be safe or receptive enough to do that again now without going into the specifics and all of the working pieces of it because, you know, I'll save that for the book. <laughs> um, people get involved. And misery loves company. But what I will say is this. In any dating situation, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And the valuable things that I took away from the experience are priceless. They've improved my life in ways that... Um, I didn't even know that, you know, I needed to be improved in that way. So, so many great things happen that I cannot be upset that I don't get to share that space anymore. It was an experience. It was amazing. It was life altering. And that's what I'll take from it. And that's what I'll keep. And that's just the end of it. There's nothing bad to say. You can't say anything bad about anybody. And I've had to learn this the whole summer because friendships, just like relationships, are very contentious sometimes. Things serve their purpose. And people are going to do one thing. They're going to people. They're going to be themselves. <laughs> you can count on that. So when you know who a person is and you ignore who they are and you overlook it, you know, for the flowery part of it, that's something that you have to deal with, something that I have to deal with, right? But what I know and what I'm learning and dealing with people is that if they played a good part in your life at one point, that's what you take from the experience. Fuck everything else that comes after that because people are going to be people. Their insecurities and their egos, um, their experiences, they're all going to come into play. I have a friend. We've been going back and forth trying to figure out our friendship. And here's the thing. There's nothing else to figure out. You were friends with me and friends to me at a time and a place where I needed it the most. I'm not in that space anymore. So what am I holding on to something that does not serve me for where I am right now? 
And that's how I had to objectively look at the situation. He helped me through something. Held my hand through something even, right? To bring me back to me. That's what his purpose was in my life. To get me back to being myself. He wasn't supposed to really experience me full throttle 100%. A person can't experience that when they're not even comfortable within themselves. On a basic level. So I can't expect somebody to accept me for who I am when I accept myself for who I am 100%. Doesn't work. Doesn't match. Not to say it won't work in the future, but it doesn't work right now for where either of us are in our lives. And we were grown enough to accept that. Might not have been the way that I wanted it to happen. And I might have reacted fucked up in private. That's fine. (laughs) I'll save that for the book. But we have to learn how to separate the people from the message that we're supposed to get and the experience we're supposed to take from that situation in that moment. And that's where I'm at with it, right? You're in the mix with Trent. Thanks for listening. Back in a second. You're listening in the mix with Trent. Let's go! On demand. Look at that. Who knew that we'll be working past 2 o'clock one day? (laughs) Here we are. You're in the mix with Trent. It's the season four premiere. Thank you so much for listening. It's so crazy because, excuse me, during the summer, um, D-Nice had his uh, quarantine concert at the Hollywood Bowl here in L.A. And Trey Songz is one of the people on the roster. And it was such, let me tell you something, like, I wanted to fan out and have a moment, like, so bad. And didn't because I was in the the nigga section because I wanted to smoke reefer. Everybody knows what goes on at the Hollywood Bowl. You smoke reefer, you're under the stars, just the whole thing, right? So... You know, I wanted to be a complete N-word and smoke all the reefer under the stars. And when Trey was on, I was very contained in my fandom. So I'm sitting there like a closeted Republican, (laughs) really wanting to express myself, but cannot because all these. But then when the other guys around me started grooving, I was like, oh, it's okay because the straights, they like Trey songs too. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Trey songs puts on a concert. And I was like, first of all, I need to see him by himself, like contained all the hits. And I like Trey Songz a lot because he and I, we have a lot in common. Our first projects both came out in 2004, my first book, his first album, okay? Um, He's from the hood, I'm from the hood. He likes Reefer, I like Reefer. He loves DC, I like DC. So many similarities. And we've run into each other so many times in DC and at Grand Lux and just, you know, weird encounters. I was also telling my friend last night, it's like, I have this interesting life where, you know, I'll just be sitting somewhere minding my business and in walks Halle Berry and she notices everybody in the room, right? But then she hones in on me and then like, I'm the only person in the room and I'm just sitting there looking like, girl, hey girl. But then she's like, you know what? You're so cool. What's your number? What's your Insta? Like, like, what is happening here? And everybody's looking at me like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? The fuck she talking to him for? I'm just saying, it gets really weird when celebrities do that to me. I'm just trying to come in here and eat a taco. Why are you coming to talk to me? But there's so. 
Oh, I'm gonna say it now. Dion Warwick is coming to town, and I have um, backstage access. Um, what else? What else is there? Come on, Tay, tell it to me in my ear. I need to know what is it again? Yes, sound check access. Listen, you know how much I love Dion Warwick. I want just want to ask her: Does she still have lots of friends in San Jose? She still knows the way. I know she does. But do you still have lots of friends in San Jose is the question that we need to know. And the next question is, is this deja vu? Could you be the dream that I once knew, Dion? I can't wait to meet you. Like, honestly. Because I said back in 2020 on Facebook, I said, look, if Dion Warwick survives the COVID and does not get it, then we can, well, nothing to worry about. We don't have any, because listen, and I gave my theory then. Dion Warwick, she's, She's up there in age. She has a lot of experience. She is a former psychic friend, so she knows. She's in the know, okay? Um, she smokes Newports like no one's business, and she's from Newark, okay? With those um, combinations put together, you can do nothing but survive. And this is why I love her. Because what 80-year-old do you know will fuck up this Christmas on national TV and not give one fuck about it? And then call you a hussy. Dion Warwick. Love her. If you haven't followed her on Twitter yet, you should, because it's lit. <laughs> Keith Sweat. Can't wait to see him. Oh, after that Bobby Brown versus, I was like, I've got to get to a concert. Backstage access. Don't ask me how I pulled it off, but I did. Hmm. David, the cameras need to roll. The microphones need to beat. My goal is to get on stage and um, sing with him. I just want to sing and dance with Keith Sweat and Jeffrey Osborne. The goal is to woo, woo, woo with Jeffrey Osborne and, um, and oh, a picture with Latoya Jackson and my life will be complete. And that shouldn't be that hard to do. But we've already known that I have to publicly denounce Latoya Jackson. For reasons known to me only. Oh my God, I'm crazy. There was something else I wanted to talk about before I got... Oh, it's after two. I feel like I can go on forever. I got summoned to the bar last night. Oh, we all know Dean um, Duplices. So, he will call me at 1.30 in the morning, fresh off of a, a fuck mission. I said four segments ago that I was the whore of Babylon. I won't give any more details because someone's mother already got freaked out and said, how can you listen to this? How can you not? There are people in middle America that are dying to know about gay sex, curious about gay sex, and you can't find this stuff without watching porn, so I'm going to tell you. All you got to do is listen to it on your AirPods and you'll be fine. The hell is going on here? So I got summoned out to the bar last night. Shout out to Coco Bangs um, and Dean Duplices, who's my fake marketing guy. He hasn't come up with the marketing thing yet, and, and somehow he is on payroll here. Who? Get, Tay. Tay is still here on payroll. He's gotten paid. Everybody's paid. Everybody paid, okay? Ain't nobody mad over here at the Trent Jackson camp, but the haters who wish that they could still be here. I mean, was all up in the studio before, but don't want to have nothing to do with it now. Fuck everybody. Then my uncle died. Who did you see at the airport recently? Sure. So I don't know. I feel so bad. My uncle passed away. Um, 
you know, I got that 630 in the morning phone call. And when I saw the name on the caller ID, it was my aunt. And I was like, fuck. I was like, shit. And I was like, damn, I hope it's not, you know, Grandma Jackson, because, bitch, I can't take this right now, not during the summer. And it was my uncle, Tommy Jackson. And um, shout out to him. He was always a nice man to me. His twin is another story. He is an asshole. You know, um, there's a good twin and there's an evil twin. I'm talking about my uncle. Look, the truth is the truth. Okay? And y'all can't say nothing else about him. Um, he'll fight on his own. But but you look, he is an asshole. And um, I don't have time. But shout out to Uncle Tommy. He was creative. Um, a very nice man. Every time I saw him, um, he got sick. He's been sick for a while. Um, and it was just one of those things that you know we weren't expecting he was 55 um it wasn't COVID related um but it just kind of caught me off guard and it kind of skewed my my day and my week and you know when people pass away whether you're close to them or not you know a family member um it it does something to you and especially for my grandmother you know this is she's had to bury a couple of children my father included um so to be up in age and the extra stress, you know, the things that you just don't expect and, you know, the reaction. And then, you know, I, it's so interesting. A couple of years ago when my other uncle died on my on my mother's um, side, I had a very contentious relationship with him. And I was disrespectful at his funeral and I own it and I don't take it back either. I've talked about this before. Um, and I said at that point that. I was not attending any more funerals. There were only two more funerals that I was going to. And I will keep those names to myself because I don't want to speak anything in motion. Well, I'll just say, well, when my aunt called, I thought that one of the names had popped up and I was like, fuck, you know, not this, not right. No, not right now. I can't. Right. Um, and it happened on my friend's birthday and I wanted to call her and say happy birthday and I couldn't. It was like days later and then like a few days later it was my grandmother's birthday. She was dealing with, you know, the death of a child, you know, around her birthday and I was like, mm, I should fly back home. Um, home as in Indiana, my father's hometown and, you know, show up because I haven't seen my grandmother in years. I haven't been back, you know, there in 20 years um, and I did not leave in the best way. I'm always having choice words. I'm like walking off. <laughs> And you always have to like bite those words and take them back in a way. Um, so it's not that I'm not welcome there. I'm very much welcome there. But it was like, mm, you know, there was so many layers. But for me, you know, going to the place where my father was murdered and then being in the hometown, being his namesake, looking like him and then coming back with billboards around town. It's like, is this how I really wanted it to happen? Like it, it I would have overshadowed the event. And now, you know. I think about these things. It's like, mm, you know, I'm not trying to show up to the small town in Indiana looking like the L.A. swag. You know, this is all the drama that I need right now. <laughs> you know, so I elected not to go. And by the time I decided I wanted to get up and go anyway, um, the funeral, there wasn't one because we're in that COVID age where people just don't have funerals anymore. It's just a weird thing. Um, it's just all fucking weird. And it's like, what do you do? You know, just one more thing to add to the plate. <laughs> I'm fucked up kind of I don't know. It's time to go, isn't it? 
Oh, it's not? We've got another break? Oh, okay. You're in the mix with Trent. Thanks so much for listening. It's the season four premiere. What are we going for? Four hours today? And you know what, Tara? I complete. Thanks so much. First of all, shout out to Tara. She is a long time listener. The only listener. <laughs> no, I can't. You know, let me stop. I can't say that because then everybody else will be offended. But she's one of the OG listeners. And Tara, um, let me just say now to everybody that got a VIP package, um, Tay had those things off in the back room since May. Okay, they're co- they're coming out in the mail this week. So just relax. Anyway, Tara just called, uh, reported in and told me that she just saw Dion at Warwick in the airport recently. <laughs> and I forgot that you two utilize the same home airport. So that must have been a hoot. I'm telling Dion Warwick is a hoot, and I cannot wait to meet her. I don't even want a picture. I just need to be in the airspace to see the kind of shit she keeps up. Because, honey, this concert is about to be a musical extravaganza and a comedy extravaganza all in one, and no one even knew it. <laughs> It's like listening to In the Mix of Trent. It's a conversation you didn't know you needed. It's going to be the concert you didn't know you needed. She's going to be forgetting words, stumbling over words, and coming off of a fresh pack of Newports thinking she's about to sing like it's 1965. <laughs> Dion, please, girl. Do you know the way to San Jose, child? You're listening to In the Mix with Trent on, on Demand. You are back in the mix for Trent. Thank you so much for listening to the season four premiere of In the Mix with Trent. Yes, um, I came back into work last night um, after I got summoned out of the house um, to the bar. And I got a couple things done. Um, I still need to return my emails from July because um, that last week uh, season season finale shows it was really a doozy. If you subscribe to um, on demand, you can go back and listen to them. Um, don't don't actually don't subscribe to on demand yet. You more than welcome to subscribe to um, the Spotify thing. Um, but I have a new pricing system that is going into place tomorrow. We'll talk about that on the show. Um, just for season four access because most people you know we have to work with the pricing points now that billboards have gone up around the country um i like to be aware let me just say this i like not even like i have to be aware that i interact with and affect people from all walks of life okay and that means people that have access to money and that means people that don't because i've been at both ends of the spectrum which is the reason why I can relate to everybody. With that being said, everybody can't afford five ninety nine. Everybody can't afford thirty dollars. Everybody can't afford a VIP package. So I have to come up with a way that reaches everybody that makes people that pay still like, you know, feel like they're getting something beneficial for the money that they're spending and they are. But I also have to be mindful of the people that want access that just simply don't have it because of the time that we live in so i have to come up with a structure and what we came up with the structure that will be inclusive of everybody and every you know pay system where they can get access and even some of the episodes will be free like today's episode will be free on spotify all of them aren't but this one will be um so you get access to some not all but the people that subscribe that pay they get extra perks when they pay so i'm mindful of that so just wait till tomorrow to, to subscribe. Yeah! Okay. 
it's been a really lovely time um i'm glad that i warmed back up i haven't done this in a long time <laughs> but i needed the break and to sit down and really um accept the things that were coming and really accept accept and understand the things that were going on with me personally um the people around me um and just checking myself to make sure that i'm balanced and i'm capable and i'm able to be of service because it is a blessing to be able to go through things, come out gold on the other end and start to live the life that you want to lead. I'm an example of that. Um, so I yes, I inspire people, but that does not mean start copying me, bitch. Because, child, since I didn't have some some conversations, it's a lot of people that are. I can't help but say that you're copying me because it's like on the real housewives of potomac it's like karen and her three wick candle versus wendy and her one wick candle you see what i'm saying a smaller space for like a powder room versus an entire room mm -hmm, talking to the people that i can't see in the back mm -hmm. anyway thanks so much for listening i do appreciate it Let's do this again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. I hope the new format got you through the last couple of hours for your for your work day, got you through lunch, maybe into your drive home. I really appreciate you and thank you for listening. Don't crash when you see the billboards because they're out there and they're up. They're waiting to entice and seduce you, among other things. I mean, at least I'm a good seduction. I'm going to keep it real with you. We all know that I'm going to keep it real friends. So. Yeah, just go with it, right? Thank you so much for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, let's do this again tomorrow. You're listening in the mix with Trent. Let's go. Right, 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 right now. Right.